A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Goldilocks Productions broadcasts universal cosmic frequencies that unlock, awaken, and expand the consciousness of our worldwide viewers and listeners. Goldilocks Productions presents the Live from Little Bear Sanctuary Show with Christopher Vane. Enjoy topics such as the vegan lifestyle, sanctuary media highlights, and spotlighting new rescues. Happy Friday, friends. Welcome to Live from Little Bear Sanctuary. I'm your host, Chris Vane. And this little girl, she arrived yesterday. Um, Her name is Tulip. Uh, I wanted to thank my friend and uh, and a fellow um, podcaster here on the Goldilocks Network, Um, Jeremy Ridden. He sponsored this little girl. Uh, he fully sponsored her for $100 a month. We have a couple different sponsorships. So um, he named her Tulip. And uh, we're, we're really grateful to Jeremy for, for sponsoring uh, Little Tulip here. It, it takes a huge burden off the sanctuary when somebody fully sponsors an animal. <clears throat> I'm a little tired today, guys. I, I didn't get much sleep. Um, Jeremy's show, by the way, is on Tuesdays at 8 p.m. I got all my notes today, so I don't forget anything. Um, and uh, so our, if you do want to sponsor any of our animals, uh, it's there's two, two levels of sponsorship. It's $25 a month or $100 a month. The $25 sponsorship, um, we, we combine four people together per animal, or you can fully sponsor an animal at $100 level per month. And you get a picture and a bio, and we update you regularly with pictures and all fun stuff like that. Um, if you're watching on Facebook and YouTube, don't forget to sign in and um, hit the subscribe button, hit the like button, say hello. You can ask questions. Um, you know, we, we have a lot of fun here on the show. <clears throat> um, if you have any questions, if you want me to cover any topics, if you want to see... Uh, any specific guests on my show, just email me at info at littlebearsanctuary.org. And, um, and you know, guys, if, if we do get your uh, 
uh, interview person on the show will send you a little bear sanctuary t-shirt. Um, so yeah, send me some emails. We, we love to hear from you guys. And if you missed any episodes, you can watch them anytime on demand on the Goldilocks Facebook, YouTube, and on the little bear sanctuary. Um, so, Little Bear Sanctuary website, littlebearsanctuary.org. All right, guys, what can I tell you? Super chat. Um, we now have super chat via YouTube. It's via YouTube only. And um, it's a quick and easy way to make a donation. Uh, it's um, you, you're little message gets put on the screen. So if you want to say hello and donate five bucks or post a sticker, um, it'll come right here on the screen for everybody to see. And it's a, it's just a fun way to, to donate. And um, we're happy that we, we got to that point. We still have our calendar for sale. sale. Oh, I'm stuttering today. Guys. Still have our cal- calendar for sale. Um, everything's on, on our website. Um, all right. So, I think my little girl is pooping here. Are you pooping? Great. <laughs> I've got my hands full. I've got a, let me bring my notes around here. All right. So my guest today, she started her career in the sports marketing industry. And today she can be seen and heard in films, commercials, and voiceovers. She won Best Lead Actress for a short called As Life Shifts at the International Filmmaker Festival of World Cinema in Berlin. She co-starred in House of Cards, Homeland, and Spielberg's The Post. Welcome to the studio, New York City actor, animal activist, charities director, mom, and my friend, Felicia Greenfield. How you doing, Felicia? So good to be here and so happy to follow the pooping pig. <laughs> I know, I'm like. <laughs> oh, oh my goodness. Yeah, it's been quite a 24 hours for me. <laughs> I'm, I'm playing pig mom again. Oh no. Yeah, but she's she's doing good. I'm shocked oh. she's, she's sleeping. and. I think I'm having some internet issues. No, I can see you and hear you. You're perfect. Okay, sorry, I, I keep freezing. That's okay. Can you hear me? Yes, now I can perfectly. And, um, uh, we, and can, I see we, can, we can see you and hear you. Okay, good. So I won't yeah. start so pressing out my computer. Yeah, okay. don't worry about it. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> so thanks for being on the show today. It's good to see yeah. you again. Uh, it's so good to see you. I mean, it was, I, we were saying that we've known each other through Instagram for, I mean, I don't know, five or six years, but we yeah, finally got sure. last month. Yep. Yes, here at the sanctuary. <laughs> if you and if you can get to that sanctuary, get to that sanctuary. It, what you have created is unbelievable. That especially that I, I knew you before the sanctuary existed, and now you have yeah. 150 animals. Yeah, crazy, right? Yeah, and, from, and, and, uh, <laughs> from a vet tech kissing puppies to uh, a farm sanctuary with uh, yeah. with with babies and. Pooping while you hold Pooping them on a podcast. <laughs> yeah, I was I was telling oh Tiffany, my producer, I don't I don't know how how you moms okay. do it. Um, <laughs> you're freezing on me. Can you tell me these questions? It's frozen. Here we go. I'm so sorry. I thought I reset my internet so this wouldn't happen. Because how annoying okay. is that? It's all good. It's all good. Okay. Okay. I, was, I, I was saying I don't know how you moms do it. 
I only have to deal with this for like two months, well, maybe. You know, what's interesting is I um, I've always I've had dogs my whole life, but the first dog that I got as a, a single adult woman, um, he made me maternal. I, mean, I wasn't dying for kids. I got him. I think I had just turned about thirty. And um, he just, you know, packing a bag to take him to the park and the, in New York City, take him to, to dog care. So I'd come home from work and pick him up and it'd be so exciting. And then we'd go to the park together. It really, it made me want to have kids and it made me not ready for kids, but more ready than I think I would have been without having the responsibility of taking care of him. And and then, wow. yeah. It, That's really cool. I still don't know if I want kids, but you know, we we've talked about um, possibly fostering. So we we okay. thought the sanctuary would be I know a great. You can hear me. I just great, don't want to uh, send you those questions. You're good. You're good. Can you hear? As long as you can hear me, we're good. Can you hear me? Now I can. I'm so sorry. Okay. Yes, I can. Don't apologize. Don't apologize. <laughs> so you were in this. You were in the sports marketing industry, and now you're an actor. Um, how did that happen? Well, it's funny. My daughter's sitting right here. I um, well, I had been in marketing and living in New York City, and I had my first daughter, and she was about um, three, six months old, as she said. And um, I was looking through a baby magazine one day, and I'm like, wait a minute. My kid can do this. My, she's not the most fabulous baby in the world, but they have all kinds in here. So I figured out how to get her an agent. I got her an agent. And... Um, I would take her on auditions and they'd say, can you hold her or can you play her mom? Or um, I would get cast as her mother. <laughs> and then oh. her, her agent <laughs> asked me to get some photos done. And I picked a phenomenal photographer who really told me what to do. And um, most of the stuff I booked and still book is just playing a mom. And um, and it's it's a lot of fun, but um, I, I, I love so much about it. But it's, it's a bit of a vapid industry. And I think that's one of the many reasons I got so into animal activism because I, I needed that balance. Um, yeah. I wanted to, to make sure I was doing good and not just selling random types of pasta. <laughs> I get it. Yeah, I get it. I get it. Um, so uh, I, I actually, uh, I've got your, um, your, your uh, film, uh, the short on my, on my list to watch. And I know it's about Lou Gehrig's disease. Um, Did did that, was there a connection for you at all? Or is it just something you ended up doing? Um, That one? No, there wasn't a connection. Um, The the filmmaker had had a connection. He had someone that had passed from that disease. Um, But um, no, I have so many causes, but that, isn't one just because I haven't been touched by that personally. So I don't not, they're, they're all important, but you know, you really, the ones you feel are the ones that you, you work on. Absolutely. I can, I can definitely attest to that. <laughs> um, what's new on the horizon. I mean, with COVID in New York city and all this stuff going on, you keep them busy. Oh. All right. So Danny said, you're asking what's, what's new on the horizon. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, so, just- so- with COVID in New York City, you know, has has it? How has it affected so, your career? All the good stuff like I that. I have completely switched to not completely, but mostly switched to voiceovers. Um, I have okay. a, um, a a full simple setup, and I do a lot of voiceovers for all kinds of things. As you can imagine, as 
probably not aware unless you think about it. A lot of commercials now are um, are are animated, or uh, they're just the words. So they have yeah, yeah. around the world. Um, you know, we have a variety a variety of. Um, I have some clients, and then I'm on um, some casting websites where I do voiceovers of all kinds of things that you could possibly imagine. And um, yeah. and it's yeah, it's kind of fun. It's kind yeah. of fun. it's tough. Yeah. There, there's sometimes you know you. you you don't have to, but I'll, I'll do a, a job where it's for a meat product or something that I don't. And there, again, so many causes that I have. There are a lot of things that I'm not happy with doing, but how I rectify that in my head is I figure if I was a celebrity and people really were watching everything I did, I would probably refuse a lot of jobs. But now what I do is I make a note and I give a, a percentage of that, of that pay to um, a charity such as yours. And that's, oh, that's awesome. how to make that work up, make it work in my world. Fabulous. Awesome. Awesome. Tell us, uh, I know you're vegan. Um, I sort of know the story, but uh, tell our watchers how you ended up uh, making the connection. Sure. Um, so the shorter version of a very long story is I, I, I always thought meat was weird my whole life. I tried to be vegan for a point as a kid, but didn't have a lot of support. And that was, you know, pre-internet. I didn't have a car. I lived in the suburbs. You're kind of at at your parents, um, you know, whatever they're cooking, I was going to eat. Um, and then event, I think after I had my second daughter, it hit me. I'm like, okay, vegetarian, totally vegetarian. I don't like meat. I don't need to eat it. I'm done. And um, I became more and more of an activist and, and different areas. And then when my younger daughter was, so my girls, I never forced them. I never wanted to force them any which way. Um, my older daughter went vegetarian on her own when she was about five. Um, oh, wow. My husband is an omnivore, but a health nut. And then my younger daughter, she went vegetarian around five. And then when she was seven, one day she said, vegan, no, nothing from animals. And it was, I was simultaneously so proud of her and so annoyed. <laughs> what am I going to do with this? I'm not, I, I don't like cooking. I don't know enough. I know that we shouldn't be eating cheese and dairy. I know, I know, I know. But if I give up dairy, I will die because all I eat is dairy and eggs because I don't eat meat. So that's not healthy. Right. And then fortunately, and we mentioned this, um, I was randomly scrolling on Instagram and came across this amazing guy, Mark Wood, um, who's still on Instagram. I think he goes by the, the Highland herbivore. Um, and I thought he was in Scotland, but turns out he was in New York and he gave, um, uh, he came, we wound up hiring him and he came to our house um, uh, once a week for, for a month and taught us how to cook whole food plant-based, which is very different from vegan, as I now understand. Yeah. And um, the most amazing part was my husband, who omnivore, but but a health nut. He Mark said, just give it thirty days. My husband said, just ask him to give it thirty days. And Nick never he's not looked back. And that was five years ago. And all of us and learning the right way and learning not only is it not difficult, but it's so enjoyable and delicious. And I was always such a picky eater because there was a lot I didn't like. And now the options are just overwhelming. And it does make it easier when I have the whole family. I mean, it's absolutely easier. Oh, yeah, for sure. And, and also living in New York, it's, it's not so difficult. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, we talked about Florida. We, we just spent a month in Florida and yeah. <laughs> a lot of... Very, very different, very different, right? Yeah. 
yeah, I had to, I had to, I still, I still don't like to cook, but um, <laughs> we brought our Nutribullet bullets. So I can make, as long as we can put the cheese sauce on everything, the cashew cheese sauce. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. Um, so, um, so that's, that's our story. It's five years. And, and, you know, I think the more you get into it, the more you get into it. We just, um, we, we foster a lot of dogs. We just rescued a dog in September and he was so tiny and we didn't know what he was. And now he's ginormous. I tried to get him. I wanted to have my own little tulip to hold. But he does uh, not is that like the one I saw, the little puppy uh, I saw on social media? Oh, I need you because it froze again. Uh, it's okay. Was that the puppy that we saw on social media? The one that I saw in your picture that you're holding in the picture? Yes, that was right. That was maybe a week after we got him. Yes. Yeah. Wow. So he's a lot bigger now. (laughs) Yeah. And it turned, it's a real, another long story. I keep super short. I was obsessed. Our last dog I loved to death. He he passed away at 17 um, last year, just, just before the quarantine, which made it even harder. Uh, He was a a Yorkie, a big Yorkie, but a Yorkie. I was obsessed with getting, we talked about this, pit bulls. I just absolutely love them. And um, my husband wasn't on board. And so eventually after a lot of, agreements I gave in and um, I said okay we won't and then he wound up picking out this puppy from this amazing place called Rescue Right in Bedford New York and um, we got him and he was so tiny and we did a DNA test and he's half pit mix American Staffordshire Terrier and American Bully and German Shepherd so I got wow. my pit <laughs> you got your pit yes yeah the, um, yeah we've got a uh, I've got a full pit and I've got a pit lab mix and they're truly the most loving, affectionate, mushy dogs in the world, right? He's the best. I've, I've, I've had a lot of dogs. I've always wanted a cuddler, and I finally got a cuddler. Yes, they're cuddlers. Yes, they right. are. They Not the last, but if I'm, on, if I'm on the floor uh, or the bed. He's... <laughs> they're right around. Yep, yep. Yeah. You don't need a husband when you have a pit bull. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's why he didn't want me to get one. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, I just want to say good morning. Good morning, Linnell. Thanks for tuning in, sweetie. Um, so again, guys, if you're watching, uh, my my friend Felicia Greenfield is on. If you have any questions for her, feel free to ask. Um, so since we're on the topic of, oh, are you waking up? Huh? Um, since we're on the topic of dogs and animals, uh, tell, tell everybody a little bit about uh, Rescue Men USA. I'd love to. So Rescue Men USA um, started, um, I have a a good friend, Jen Halper, and she's a casting director in New York City. And um, the funny story of how we met was, um, even though we live very close to each other, we happened to have an online cast, a a virtual casting, pre-COVID, just happened to be a virtual casting. And um, it was a a real-life casting. She was asking me all kinds of questions, you know, casting director, just sort of going through it. And at the very end, she's like, all right, just tell me something else about you. So I mentioned this charity that I have with um, my kids where we um, basically do all kinds of things to help the New York City animal care centers, which were in a, a very poor state, getting better, uh, but, yeah. but they're just a mess. And the dogs there, it's, they take in over 30,000 animals a year. They can't, unlike the ASPCA and Humane Society, they are not permitted to turn away any animal. Um, yeah. It's a contract with the city. And it's it was run extremely poorly. So I figured with my girls, I'm like, let's, let's just do stuff to help the animals, not necessarily help them, but we're going to just help the animals because they need beds. They need things to chew on. Um, anyway, so I was telling this to Jen and she's like, suddenly she just lit up. What are you talking? Wait, what? I have a charity that does the same thing. And um, she has one called, and still has it called Pillows for Paws. And she, back then we were meeting in her apartment 
well, she, you know, before she met me, she would, she would get gatherings about once a month in her apartment and people would make hand, hand sew beds and catnip toys and dog tugs. So we're like, well, let's just figure out what we can do together. And so we started meeting um, for coffee regularly and we just sort of talked things out and we agreed, you know, we wanted just to promote in the the rescue animals need help for sure. But what we needed to do is we wanted to sort of stop it, stop it at the, at the, at the head of the river to stop people, just these, these puppy mills and people stop producing dogs and buying dogs and, and cats and bunnies and buying any animal. Animals should not be commodified. But we wanted to keep it very positive because, you know, I think I mentioned this. There's a reason why some dog and cat people are dog and cat people because they're crazy. So we're like, let's not be the crazy animal people. Let's, you know, crazy vegans and let's just be really, really positive. And, you know, we know some amazing guys that have rescued their dogs. Huh. And then, like, it just sort of all of a sudden we were putting together this calendar with guys that we knew who had rescued their companion animal. And um, so really that's that's what it was. It was just sort of this way to make it a thing. You just rescue animals instead of you don't buy them. You just rescue. Um, so we did a calendar for many years. It started off Rescue in NYC, um, and then we expanded it to USA. And then um, – Right now, it's just a a, a social media campaign um, because the calendar took a, a lot of time and a lot of money, and all of the money we made was um, going right back into pillows for paws, pillows pillows for paws um, uh, to buy supplies to make to make the animal toys. Um, but it still was it wasn't doing what we wanted, so we're like, let's just do a social media campaign. And so it's right now, it's kind of just going until we figure out what our next big step is going to be. Um, yeah. And it really is, yeah, it's just, it's just a positive way to adapt on shop. That's sort of our thing. It's it's actually one of my favorite accounts on Instagram. Um, and uh, that's how you and I met from yeah. Rescue Men USA originally. Yeah, yeah. I remember telling her about you when we started to, we did it internationally. She and I, I mean, not, we did it nationally. We flew out to California and, and photographed a bunch of guys out there. And I remember saying, you have to go to Florida. There's this guy down there. <laughs> And then we stopped the calendar, but I still put you up there. That's when I was kissing puppies every day, right? <laughs> Froze again. Am I missing anything? No, no. You're good. I think there's a lag, but you're good. Okay. I hear you. <laughs> yeah. All right. I, I, I'm hearing myself in your background. So I hear that there's a bit of a lag. Okay. <laughs> oh, we're good. We're good. So yeah, Rescue Men, uh, one of my favorite accounts. Um, if you, uh, if, for those of you watching, it's check it out on Instagram. It's a lot of fun. Um, what else are we going to talk about today? Um, well, Grandpa Dave's Creature Comforts. Yeah. So um, I think when my older daughter was in preschool, she's right there. She's five. She was five. She's telling me. Um, I don't know how it became a charity, but um, the name, well, so it's, again, the, the main thing was to help the animals at the at the Manhattan uh, ACC Animal Care Center. Oh, my God, look at that. So cute. I can't stand it. <laughs> I can't stand that. Tulip. Um, I, uh, so, um, yeah, so we um, do a lot of in-kind donations, or we ask people to just give us their old linens and their old towels, because everyone has them, and they don't 
really know what else to do with them. A lot of it you can't recycle. So we just bring the towels to to the shelter. Um, we do every once in a while at schools or in our apartment or various places. We'll just do donation drives. Um, and then we started fostering dogs and kittens. I've done the newborn kitten bottle feeding thing. That's it's exhausting. I oh, I, yeah. I remember that round the clock. <laughs> um, yeah, seriously. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, the name, so I had a grand, I had a grandpa, Dave, who Danielle, my older daughter was named after, and he loved animals, loved animals. I think that's where I get my love of animals from. And he also taught me from a very early age that you need to do at least one good deed a day. And it kind of stuck with me. And I was like, oh, this is so up his alley. And he was just an amazing guy. And this is perfect. Like he's, oh my God, look at Tulip. Like, <laughs> Mess. She's a mess. Oh my goodness. I know. You're a good girl. Yes, you are. I know. Sorry. No, that's please. I could watch her all day. Oh my gosh. Until I freeze, which I just did. But now she's frozen in a perfect position. Uh, I know. I know you can hear me, but I just see you smiling and holding her in this perfectly still picture. Oh that that's not that's not a question. He's a good girl. Oh, there you go. Oh my gosh. She's... There we go. Yeah, she's being fussy now. Oh my god. Fussy, fussy. And, and she is, in addition to you, also got two little boy. Yes, we got uh, two boys from a hoarding case. Uh, when did they arrive? Saturday night, Friday night. So they're um, they're actually big boys. They're full grown. We we thought we were getting six month olds, but. Um, Two adult males, which is fine. They came from a California hoarding case of over 400 pigs. Crazy. It was a lady who, somebody asked me on social media, how do you hoard pigs? I saw. I saw <laughs> it's you. not easy. It's not easy. Well, uh, she, breeding and breeding and breeding. Yep, exactly. And that's typical of what happens. Okay. All right. Here. Here. There. Yeah, and that's typical what happens. They, they don't spay and neuter. They feel they're doing a, a good deed. And pigs go into heat. Uh, so just let me know if you ask me a question. Come closer. And you had mentioned that, um, I think you said what, there was a, a so did you say a, a boar had gotten into, gotten to your? Yes, oh my God, yeah. Yeah, so we had a we had a breakthrough. Uh, we had a break in from a boar who uh, impregnated uh, two of our pigs, actually. And uh, yeah, sometimes we don't know if they're spayed. Obviously, it's easy to tell if the males are neutered. So these two weren't spayed, and we have a couple couple new arrivals. <laughs> and that's where those three those three piglets had come from, right? Yep. Is that okay? Yep. Yep. So yeah, the the lady back in California thought she was doing a good thing and never spayed and neutered and pigs go into heat. Oh my gosh. I think it's every 22 days. So they, Oh my gosh. Yeah. So it's, I mean, multiply that. And you, you end up with hundreds and hundreds of pigs and it's not the first time it's, it's. So what's the, what's the gestation period? What's the pregnancy period? Uh, gestation period is three months, uh, three weeks, three days, but they go into heat a lot. So that's why they easily, they, they become pregnant very easily. 
but it's basically a four month gestation. Wow. And you know, they can have up to 12 piglets and then that cycle continues and continues. And yeah, almost as bad as cats. Yeah. Oh, cats. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, thank goodness for the TNR. This one's making a mess. I'm covered in milk, but it's all good. You should go grow. It's just like as if she couldn't get any cuter. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, Grandpa Dave's, sorry. Grandpa Dave's helped support shelters. Um, yes. Yeah, so in, in a variety of, of ways, again, it was really started just for a way for my kids to have something that was theirs and, and just to, to encourage them to want to do good on their own without me telling them the same way I, I can't make them, I, I wouldn't make them go vegan because if you don't believe in it for whatever reason, whether it's, you know, my husband does it for his health. We have a friend that just does it for the environment. If, if they don't believe in it, then it's just another rule that I've put on them. And exactly. as soon as they're out of my hands, they're going to do what they want. So, so this was just something to give to them. And, you know, I'm sure in the back of my mind, I'm like, Oh, college applications. And, but it's yeah, yeah, true. Yeah, every, every once in a while, they're like, Oh, we should, you know, do this for grandpa days, creature, you know, put it under, under our charity umbrella. So it's not, I, it's not an official 501c3, uh, which Pillows for Paws became 501c3. So Rescue Men and anything else we do, we do it on, have, Jen usually lets us do it under that if it's legitimate. Um, yeah. But Pillows for Paws is just, I mean, creature, Grandpa Day's Creature Comforts was just a way to get my kids giving giving back and wanting to give back. And then yeah. again, then you, there's the whole social media thing. This, you know, I had it on Facebook and I'm like, ooh, it's been a couple of weeks. We need to do a good deed to post. And, you know, you can talk, you can argue the ethics of that. But as long as I felt as we're doing good deeds. I think it's a great idea. Um, it was, it was benefiting it. someone or something. Yeah. So that's, that's why it was there. And we, you know, every it, we can sometimes it sort of lies fallow for a couple months. Um, and then... Um, and then we'll just get all motivated to do it again. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. It's a great idea. Thanks. Especially for kids. It's a great idea. Thank you. Yeah. Um, what else are we going to talk about? How's the, tell me about the foundation for education in Honduras. Uh, Okay. Well, it's, um, you know, not really focused on animals, although I'll get to that. Um, again, really long story. I'll make sure it's amazing start because, I was with, so actually it does start with creature comforts. I was with my older daughter. She was, it was like six years ago. So you were like eight and we were, I picked her up from school and we were taking the subway to go to Times Square. We're going to start asking the hotels for their old linens to take to the, the ACC. And we just walked down in the subway at station and all this commotion and someone had fallen in and then someone jumped in after him to save him. Wow. And it turned, so we, inserted ourselves into this and called 911. And when I realized that both of those guys were alone, they, I, we decided, well, we're going to stay. They were both on the benches. We'll stay till emergency comes and all this stuff. And um, I, uh, I gave them my contact information just in case, because I'm like, no one's ever going to believe this story. And right. the, the guy that had jumped in, um, his name was Ramiro Ocasio. And he is an amazing man in so many ways. We call him Ramiro the hero and who I'm just going to jump ahead and say is now vegan. And he wasn't, but he's now. So he's just, we cannot say enough about how amazing this man is. Um, it turned out he was from Honduras originally. And he, although he worked at a, a law firm here in Manhattan, he was still going back every Christmas and, and bringing supplies and 
back then in 2015, I think Honduras was the country with the, the highest murder capital, the highest, it was the highest murder rate in the world. I mean, more than the Middle East, the gangs were just, the poverty was horrendous. Anyway, jumping ahead, they wound up, he and a partner there, um, Don Hennis, wound up turning it, what he did into, and, oh, and his notoriety from being a subway hero, turned it into this charity, um, Foundation for Education in Honduras. And what they do, what we do, is um, build, rebuild schools in some of the poorest areas. Because instead of just giving money, um, we are giving education. And then we um, do more as needed. Um, but it's just become this wonderful um um, opportunity, and they asked me to be the first board member, and I actually said no. I'm like, I'm busy with animals and all stuff, and then they kind of pushed it, and I'm like, all right, it's nice to be wanted. It's nice to be in a charity that where you're not begging people for things. It's like this. This was like there are going to be some high level donors, and it's not going to be all begging. And I'm like, all right, let's see what happens. And it's become this amazing opportunity. I brought my kids down there um, to Honduras a few times, and we've opened we you know like 15 schools. Um, and one thing I discovered, I've gone at the beginning, I was going to every school opening and I discovered like a lot of um, uh, like equatorial countries. There are a lot of stray dogs, um, a lot. And in the kids, they just don't treat them well uh, because it's just not a priority for them. But it really bothered me. So I started bringing um, uh, treats uh, for the animals and I would. try to tell the kids like look you can feed them there it's fun it's nice they're nice you don't kick them you feed them and then I actually have something um another man amazing Mauricio Gonzalez Dr. Mauricio Gonzalez he's on Instagram I highly recommend connecting with him he's incredible vegan doctor from Mexico um he got involved a tiny bit and he create well he and I created these posters that I actually have to put up I I just fund all of these posters to put up in all the schools that talks about in Spanish about being a hero and it just like subtly talks about um um how to be a hero is like you like animals are part of our planet and just treat these are up in all the classrooms and then how eating eating healthfully, um, which you know there they are food foods a little bit food scarce, but it talks about um, vegetables and fruits and grains, and it just very subtly just talks about animals are your friends, and yeah. so any way we can just animal welfare into anything we do. Um, so I mean, Faye is amazing in so many ways, but I love that my kids and I have sort of also carved out this little opportunity to teach the kids to just be kind to animals and. You know, just feed them. Don't kick them. I know it's it's it happens a lot in third world countries. The uh, the dogs really. Oh, do you have your phone? Uh, the, the dogs really aren't <clears throat> treated the same way they are here. Even if they are homeless, they they don't get a good. Uh, they don't have a good life in some of the third world countries. Okay. So, oh, you're coming back. You're coming back. Okay. Sorry. Can you hear me? Sorry. Yes, I can. I apologize. <laughs> I was going to say it's it's amazing. in third world countries the the animals the street dogs are not uh, treated the same way they would be here in general. They're really seen as a nuisance, I think, in third world countries where here, you know, people at least try to feed them and care for them. For the Am most I right? part. For the absolute, I mean, there you know, here in New York, there are plenty of people that abuse wow. animals. But um, we had abuse. Uh, yeah, yeah. 
we had one foster dog that um, I don't want to say, I can't say our favorite. We've had a lot of amazing dogs, but this one came from Egypt. She had a um, bullet fragments in her face and in her eye. They flew her and other dogs from Egypt to New York. She immediately, fortunately, went in for surgery. They removed her eye and all of the bullets, and she came and stayed with us. And she would, I mean, I I honestly thought, why did they do this to this dog? I mean, why why did they bother putting her on it, you know, around the world? And they should have probably just let her pass. Well, she did amazing. She now, she is incredible. She now has an Instagram Instagram account of Marzi Pants, M-A-R-Z-I Pants. Um, she's just incredible. But it, it, the point is, they were using her in Egypt. Uh, apparently, they used uh, stray dogs, street dogs, for target practice. That was how she wound up being shot. But it ultimately ended up this amazing woman adopted her. And um, she, according to her Instagram page, she now travels the world. She, there's a picture oh. of her. She goes hiking. She, she went through hell and then has really, she nailed it. But but I couldn't believe that story. Wow, that's talk about a happy ending, right? That's that's amazing. Yeah, I love that. it's not always like that, but that was. Oh gosh, um, no, she was special, Marzi Marzi pants, and uh, she apparently her name was Marzuka, and um, a friend of mine who's um, uh, Muslim, she's like, oh, that's um, that means blessing in in Arabic. So right. so I guess the name was <laughs> was prophetic. Cool. Very cool. All right. What else are we going to talk about? Well, how about your animals? I mean, that's. I, mean, <laughs> I always talk about my animals. <laughs> I know, but that's why people turn in for your amazing. I mean, and I was there. It was like I mentioned this. It was like I felt like I was in another part of the world. I mean, like the 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 Australian outback at one point. I mean, it was just there was nothing like it. But I have a question. So you said um, the uh, I was watching an older podcast of yours and. You said that you were in a different location because your internet had gone out, so you went to a neighbor's to use their internet. Uh, and all I thought was it took like twenty minutes just to get to that dirt road to your house. How do you just pop over to a neighbor's? Was that like an hour travel? It wasn't easy. It wasn't easy. Let me tell you. <laughs> yeah, the dirt just leaving this place is a, is a is a safari, right? <laughs> there was a. Uh, I was. I was coming home yesterday, and as I'm driving down the dirt road, there's a little baby bobcat sitting there, and I'm thinking, is that a cat? Is that a dog? And as I got up close, it was a little baby bobcat, and she went running off into the, into the area. Yeah, so baby bobcats. That's what I deal with out here. <laughs> Can't say I've ever seen one of those. They're cute. I bet. Very cute. They're dangerous when they get big. Well, they can be to the small animals, but yeah. Do you, do you have any concern about the larger wild animals? We know, we know the boars come in. <laughs> it's our biggest problem, I think, is are the the boars that come around. Um, and when I say problem, now the fences are fixed. Um, sometimes you know they get in by accident, um, but uh, we haven't had any coyotes, thank goodness. And I think the smell from all the animals keeps most of the predators away, like coyotes and and bobcats. You know, there's a lot of commotion. We used it to rescue more. Doesn't do the opposite. It doesn't attract them. Um, 
they really look for like chickens, the smaller chickens and ducks. And, and we, we actually had to stop rescuing chickens and ducks because we were having an issue originally with probably the bobcat coming in to feed. But thank goodness, no coyotes. But they're usually after like, I, in, in town, it's a huge problem. Because, you know, this was all like, all the property was like where I live, where it's out in the middle of nowhere. And with all the construction, you know, this in downtown Tagorda, you know, they, they have a coyote problem. Interesting. Yeah, crazy, right? Yeah, but it makes sense. We're still, I remember as when I was a kid, an, um, an area of like forest not far from my house, I remember them raising it to build some uh, a new community. And I was like, but there are lots of deer back there. Where are they going to go? And the people with the money just don't care. And I, I used to, I grew up in a very conservative town and I used to think, Oh, you know, those crazy animal people and the re huggers and we have to build and the deers will, I mean, I, well, you know, I couldn't quite rectify it in my child mind. I was like, well, what about the deer? But, but it still needs to happen. They need to build. And, and then it was when I became vegan, that it was just this moment, this aha moment of, oh, wait, I never liked, I never understood this because I don't agree with it. And now I took me as well into my 30s to say, oh, because it's wrong. And these people are wrong and they're greedy. And yeah, pretty much, right? I can just do, you know, I, I one thing about being a, a vegan that I, talk about as often as I can is whether you realize it or not. If you're vegan, you're an ambassador for veganism. And uh, yeah, I I think it's just important to be aware of that. And if you're going to be crazy vegan, just know that, I mean, yeah, I talk about the crazy vegans all the time. Oh, (laughs) you know what? It's funny. You mentioned earlier that your account and, and what you do comes from a positive side as opposed to, you know, a lot of these accounts on Instagram where they're showing the slaughter and they're showing the really horrible parts of the animal industry and factory farming. And and you and I are alike that way. You know, if you follow the sanctuary, even if my personal account, you know, I always it's just this is what I eat. These are my animals, you know, and I, and I think I get a more um, positive response from people who are at least thinking about going vegan. And um, as opposed to, I'm letting the I'm letting the audio catch up. <laughs> right, it's, unfortunately, right, my daughter, I can hear it, but by the time you come back, we're ahead of it. Um, okay. Sorry, I missed the last thing you said. But, yeah. I just that you know, it's 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 nice when accounts come from a positive aspect. As opposed right. to showing the negative, and and I think it it's it's a bigger impact too. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. yeah, I think so. I, I think so. I am. Um, I, I do my. I attend my share of protests, and I really do not enjoy them. And um, I think about it as well. So there's one. There's in well a lot of places, but in New York, especially in Brooklyn, every September is um, it's called Kaporos, where. Um, the, the ultra-Orthodox and Hasidic, they kill, they basically transfer their sins to a chicken and, and slaughter it in the street in a big party festival atmosphere. And yeah. um, and they break over 25 laws, but New York City, despite, you know, we, we it's been brought to court many times, the city won't do anything about it. I'm usually saying, 
religious freedom, even though it's murder and blood. And even this year during the, the quarantine, they were still out in full force. They bring in 50,000 chickens and slaughter them and then throw them away. They don't, I, I know firsthand I've seen, they don't give them to the poor to eat. They literally, literally throw them in garbage bags. I've seen okay. it. Before. Um, and I attend that most years because as much as I hate it, hate it, um, as much as I hate going, what they do is so much, I hate so much more. So sometimes it's just, you know, bearing witness and reminding, being reminded, this is why I fight so hard. And, um, but, you know, the first time I went, I just found we're just, people are just yelling and screaming at each other. And I know that it's, there's no point in that. Um, there really isn't. And then a, a friend of mine, um, I, I actually met him at that event and uh, he became my trainer, Jamie Robinson in New York, incredible guy. He, I remember watching him talking very, very kindly. He's this big, strong, he looks like an absolute like testosterone meathead. And he's the yeah. kindest <laughs> vegan man. He's just wonderful. And I remember looking over and seeing him just speaking so calmly and listening. He like was, I took pictures of, I was like, this is amazing. And I sent him pictures afterwards. And I'm like, how? And all of this insanity and the, the blood smell and the yelling. I'm like, you were just engaged in such like, almost like a meaningful conversation. And he said, because the yelling's not doing anything. What if I can, you know, get through to one person? And it was really inspiring. And it really reminded me, right, I, just because I'm at a protest, I don't have to be screaming like a crazy woman. I can try to engage with just one person. And it's yeah, so important. wrong. It's a great, great, I think, I think a lot of the yelling vegans could learn a lot from taking it down a notch and trying to engage, if, even if it is just one person. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it's um, the, those crazy vegans, right? I know. And I, I've done, I've done some, some PETA protests. I did one, um, I did one topless uh, wearing a bandeau top a topless peter protest and um it was fun that was fun <laughs> it was uh, we were protesting canada goose which oh, living yeah. in new york city it's it's just canada goose and fur although fur really is, is cut back i haven't it's seen it right? yeah yeah, it's, yeah. It's, who's it's, the big fur guy in new york um the activist rob banks rob banks oh yeah yes of course yeah he's he's usually at these um, okay. the, the top was one again, wearing a bandeau top. <laughs> it, was, um, it was, it was extreme. I mean, it got a lot of, a lot, a lot of media attention. I think there were five of us and um, I'm like, that was, we weren't screaming. We were just standing there. And it's actually funny. It was about that day. It had dipped into the thirties and, um, and we, but I get so heated and so angry at these people and I hate Canada goose so much that I literally up until like we were out there for an hour I'm like, up until like the last 10 minutes I was fine because I we were just standing there like arms akimbo and just staring and so much media and I'm like it's for the animals I'm That's awesome. and it was, that was that was kind of that was cool. yeah it def definitely makes a statement any new animals coming I'm not that not um we have a mini horse coming tomorrow, so I'm really excited about that. Um, it's been uh, about two months in the works. Uh, he had to get castrated. He's uh, he was rescued by one of our um, one of our uh, other sanctuaries here in Florida um, that we work with, and um, we're excited to have him. I, I can't wait to meet him. He he's he looks uh, <laughs> he's he's all white. Um, we we jokingly 
um, put a little cartoon uh, unicorn uh, ring on his head. (laughs) Yeah. So he's coming tomorrow. That's very exciting. I hope he gets along with the, I hope he gets along with the donkeys. Yeah. They are so cute. Oh my God. Does he, does the horse have a name yet? Uh, They're calling him Prince. Okay. Prince. Yeah. Prince. Probably go with that. It's amazing how um, one of the my favorite things about your the sanctuary, little bear sanctuary, is I mean, there are a lot of things I love about it, but just how there are, so many of them seem to be together, or at least if not together, just very close to each other. So, um, I rem- so you have this amazing dog Koa, who my daughter, I guess, she still talks about Koa is now her favorite creature on the planet. And we were sort of being Koa's voice because he would jump into like where the pigs were. I'd be like, look, see, I'm a pig. And then he would suddenly with the donkey. He'd say, no, I'm a donkey. And then he would, he was just wherever we were, he was able to get there first. And like, he was one of them. And he, yeah, yeah. 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 She's quite the, she's quite the little star here. <laughs> she, I've never gone to a sanctuary and said the dog was my favorite, but she was just really special, really yeah, special. Yeah, she she uh, she's a rescue dog. We we were uh, really lucky to to get her. It was one of those um, it was one of those cases when I worked at the vet clinic. Um, she had gotten hit by a car, and the owner was very drugged out, could hardly stand up. And I convinced her to her owner or the owner of the the car. The that previous owner, no, the previous owner of Koa. Koa's previous owner was drugged out and brought her to the vet clinic when she had got hit by a car. Oh, well, you you got a you got a good one there. You never know in her past. Yeah. So it took me about two hours. I convinced her to give her to me. And it was it was uh, the best decision I ever made. So I took her home that night and of course you met her. She's she's amazing. Really is. Yeah. Wow. wow. So, my dear, we're coming to the end of the show. Anything okay. else you want to add before before we before mm-hmm. I let you go? No. The only thing is, I, I think the last time I spoke was years ago at a vegan thing, and um, I remember I came with a sign. There's one statement that I taught my kids early on when they went vegan that I think every vegan should know because the number one question we all get is protein. Do you get That's... enough protein? Where do you get freak? I mean. Are you kidding with the question? So my kids' very simple answer is, and this is true, if you're getting enough calories from Whole Foods, you're getting enough protein. Absolutely. So remember yes. that. And then I think <laughs> I remember my daughter told me that my she said that to my grand to her grandmother, my mother, and and uh, she said something like, "But well, well, there no there's no protein in cotton candy." And Danny, who was little, goes, "But that cotton candy's not a whole food." So you're getting enough calories from Whole Foods, you're getting enough protein. Yes, yes, that's absolutely. Our, that's awesome. That's so I want to leave you with that. And I could okay. talk to you forever, but thank you so much. And thank you for everything you do. And oh, thank you for coming on. And I hope you'll come back. I, we'll, we will. <laughs> we oh, will. Great. We'll talk soon. Thank you. Thank you so much. Bye, Bye-bye. All right. So if you guys are just tuning in, hello, everybody. This is little baby Tulip. And Tulip is 
two weeks old. She arrived yesterday and uh, she is a feral, um, she's a feral piglet that was found in the streets and brought to Peace River Wildlife, uh, which is the wildlife sanctuary here in town. And um, she's definitely bonded to me over the last 24 hours, as you can see, because most pigs <laughs> scream when you pick them up and and with her, it's the opposite. If I put her down, <laughs> she she screams and screams. And uh, when she wakes up, I've got her bottle ready. Um, she's um, she's actually asleep, and I'm shaking her around. And so that's how trusting she is. Um, really young to be separated from her mom. Probably probably another hunting incident. Um, don't know if she had any siblings. Probably, but she she's a little angel and. Um, and I want to thank Jeremy Ridden, who um, who has a show here on the Goldilocks Network called uh, Higher Realm, Higher Realm, right? Tuesdays at eight. Um, and he generously sponsored uh, her rescue. Um, there's a couple different ways you can sponsor uh, our little animals. Uh, one of them is... Uh, by donating $25 a month. And what that does is uh, we put four people together to bring it to a total of $100 a month because that's basically the cost per month of, of, let's just say, a pig. And he was very generous enough to donate $100 a month for her care. Uh, and, it's, um, and it's why we've been able to continue to rescue so many animals because of everybody who's, whose monthly donations... Um, they go to help us continue rescuing animals. Uh, we're one of the few sanctuaries who still actively rescues. And that's because of monthly donations from, from all of our friends, from all of our sponsors. We're, we're so grateful to you guys. Um, and I know these guys are grateful. <laughs> She's like, look at, look at how asleep she is. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I'm, I'm on very little sleep. So, <laughs> sorry, guys. All right, I'll stop being silly. Um, so, <laughs> so yeah. Th thank you, Jeremy. It was really sweet of you to to sponsor her, and he named her Tulip. And she, she's she definitely is a little tulip, right? She's a little tulip. She's a good girl. So yeah, if you go to our website, there's a there's a sponsor page. Um, she definitely trusts me, <laughs> uh, Tiffany for sure. Uh, it's very unusual to see what you're seeing right now. Um, I guess I'm just I'm a pig mom again for the next three months. Pig dad, pig mom. Um, <laughs> let me change my notes around here. Um, thanks for everybody being patient today. Uh, um, been a really busy week. Hello to everybody who's here. I'm not sure if I said hello to everybody. Um, thanks for tuning in. <clears throat> um, so I, oh, I, let's see, where's my, where's my, uh, where's my notes? Here we go. All right. So I saw this saying on a social media last night. And it said, 
it took me it took me like took me two minutes two to three minutes to like really figure it out probably because i'm tired (laughs) but uh and i'd never seen the saying before it said from an anonymous source and uh it's you can't change the people around you but you can change the people around you and i kept reading it over and over and over again and i'm and I'm like, I don't, it took me, a, it took me a little bit of a second to get it. And I guess, depending on the inflection you put on that sentence, um, makes the difference. So again, it's, uh, you can't change the people around you, but you can change the people around you. And and I think that's a really powerful um, little saying, especially uh, for 2021, that's going to be my, uh, that's going to be my new uh, mantra. Um, it's, uh, you know, you can't change the negative people in your life. So change the people in your life, get some, get some positive people, get rid of the negative this year. Uh, be kind. Uh, I, I now more than ever, we all need to be kind to each other. Um, need to be kind to the animals. Uh, it's, uh, it's Veganuary this month, which is, it's a, it's the month where people, um, there's a movement to try vegan for the month of January, which is, you know, try it for one month and see how it goes. Uh, if you go to, I think it's Veganuary.org. I don't know, Tiffany, is it .org or .com? I'm not sure if Tiffany knows. Um, look it up, Veganuary. Um and they give you all the resources you need to go vegan, um, what to buy, where to shop. Um, and it's an amazing resource. Try it for a month. It's not too late. Try it for a week. Um, this right here is why I'm vegan, right? Um, pigs are the most abused animal on factory farms. So this little girl right here is why I will never eat an animal again. Uh, I will not buy anything that has any animals on it. No fur, no leather. Um, Definitely no animals, right, sweetie? Um, Keep that in mind, guys. Keep pigs off your plate. Um, they're, They're truly amazing. They're the fourth smartest animal on the planet. Um, right. She's such a good little girl. I wish everybody could come here and hold a piglet and, um, make the connection like I did. It's so important. Look at this little thing. Um, she, she's the reason I'm vegan. And I hope you guys will, will, will take that into consideration. Start by leaving start by leaving pork off your plate. It's, it's the worst food you can put in your body. It's, it's a bacon is, uh, is a carcinogen just as bad as smoking cigarettes. Um, the world health organization literally has put bacon as, as one of the top carcinogens. Um, and it's, it's for good reason. It's, it doesn't digest in our bodies. It's completely useless. Um, and, Look at this little, look at this little sleepy head here. Um, so yeah, um, I'm going on very little sleep guys. So I, I appreciate everybody's patience today. 
Um, thank you for tuning in. And thank you, Jeremy, again, for doing a full sponsorship of this little girl. Um, I'm glad she was so cooperative today. She she slept through the whole show except for, for a couple times. Um, my guest next week, uh, there's there's a slight confusion, so I'll, I'll announce it during the week who my guest next week is going to be. Um, I, I hope everybody has a fantastic weekend. Um, remember, peace begins on your plate. I'm Chris Vane, and uh, signing out. Have a great day, everybody. Love you guys. Don't want the fun to end? Grab more refreshments. Then head over to the Goldilocks Productions YouTube channel. With the huge selection of shows, the fun doesn't have to end. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, this is Paige from Giggly Squad, and I want to talk to you about Splash Refresher and my water intake. Okay, so you guys obviously know that I'm a hydrated girly, but sometimes when you drink that much water, it starts to just taste bland, and you're just like, I need something to spice it up. That's why I love Splash Refresher. It has zero sugar, zero calories, and it's a splash of sweetness. And they come in five different flavors. They're so good. Wild berry, acai grape, pineapple mango, lemon, and mandarin orange. My favorite is the wild berry because I just, I just love a berry. So if you're like me and you're drinking water all day, then try Splash Refresher. It's going to absolutely change your water game and it's good for you. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.